Olin TNG. This is Krista Davis, your Chief Communications Officer. You might recognize my voice from those 5 a.m. winter phone calls with the news that school is closed or delayed. Sometimes those phone calls are not fun, but one of my absolute favorite parts of working for Olin TNG is sharing all of the amazing stories that go on in our district. That's why we began this podcast, Hello Olin TNG, as another way to connect with parents, staff, students, and our community with information about Olentangy as a district, the work taking place, and the people making it all happen. On this first episode, we're going to lay the groundwork of who we are and key things impacting Olentangy schools this year. Who better to talk to than the superintendent himself? So let me introduce the man who competes with me for being Olentangy's biggest cheerleader, Superintendent Mark Rafe. Welcome, Mr. Rafe. Hello, Mrs. Davis, and hello, Olin Tangy. Since this is our first episode, and some listeners may not be familiar with Olin Tangy schools, can you share with us your own description of our district? Well, I couldn't be more proud to be the superintendent of now the fourth largest district in the state of Ohio, a very high-performing district. The foundation of our district is our mission, to facilitate maximum learning for every student. It's an endeavor that not only impacts over 22,000 students, but it also impacts our whole community. Our vision for our district is to be the recognized leader for high performance and efficiency in education. That's what we strive to become as an organization. Strong schools are essential to long-term growth and prosperity, and we are committed to making smart, financially responsible decisions that ensure our students can achieve and our community will thrive. Another important part of our strategic plan are our values, which are we respect and we care, we make sound decisions, we can always get better, and we partner at school and in the community. These are the behaviors that we expect from everyone in Olentangy schools so that we can achieve our mission and move closer to the vision of our organization. You know, when I talk about our district, I try to remind people that there is no city, no town, no place named Olentangy. Olentangy is our school district, and we have um, embraced a one Olentangy mindset to try to bring our whole community together as we continue to grow. It's interesting that in 1990, we had one building in our school district. So just 30 years ago, we now have four high schools, a sixth middle school under construction, 16 elementary schools, and planning for another one here in the near future. So while our current enrollment is 22,143 students, we're projected in the next 10 years to grow to to have 26,788 students. So just a great, uh, vibrant, and exciting, high-performing place to be. Thank you, Mr. Rafe. I know you came to Olentangy about 19 years ago, and I actually taught here when we were one building um, K through 12 many years ago. And what I love is hearing some of the things that you shared about our mission, vision, and values that were probably key tenants and cornerstones to the district way back then and have continued and only grown better since that time. So moving forward, um, 
since March 2020, our schools have been at the center of the pandemic conversation. Can you share with us how Olentangy has navigated the pandemic and where we are today in terms of mitigation strategies, quarantines, and vaccinations? I'd love to do that. So obviously, since we came back together in September of 2020, our goal has been to maximize student learning while minimizing risk for staff and students. We found that we've had a lot of positive outcomes over the past year and a half, and they include that uh, first and foremost, our students have had the opportunity to be in our schools in-person learning since September of 2020. We found that our teachers have been adapting and utilizing technologies in many new ways. We found that our staff has created a greater connection with families since we've done so many virtual calls into their homes and we found that we've partnered with parents in virtual and hybrid learning. Our teachers have truly been meeting students where they are to maximize student learning for every student. Our staff and our students have continued to find creative ways and work tirelessly to conduct uh, performances, to hold athletic contests, and all the other school events that make our school environment so special. And I'm especially proud of our food service team that has provided meal security for students and utilizing the USDA voucher program, offering free meals for all of our students. And most importantly, over this time, we have not found that our students have experienced significant learning loss. And that's based on all the different data points we collect. The Ohio State test data performance, our own uh, nationally normed Ames web data, advanced placement data, and our average GPAs. So where are we today? You know, our goal is to keep students in the classroom and out of quarantine based on the Delaware Health District guidelines. So face masks are currently required at our elementary and middle schools and strongly recommended at our high schools. We continue to partner with the Delaware Public Health District on contact tracing in order to try to keep as many of our students in school as possible. Uh, we know that over 90% of our staff expressed interest in receiving the vaccine initially, so we believe we have a very high level of staff vaccination. And then based on the Delaware Public Health District data, 75% of high school students in Delaware County are uh, currently vaccinated. So um, we anticipate that the uh, emergency youth authorization of vaccines for students 5 to 11 year olds will be coming here soon uh, in the future. So we'll look at how we um, help facilitate that moving forward. But our goal all along is to maximize student learning while minimizing risk for students and staff. And our hope is that we uh, get everything back to normal as soon as possible. Well, pandemic aside, how are students doing academically? Olentangy is known for providing an exceptional education. Is there information you can share on testing and how Olentangy compares to other districts? Well, I'm very proud to say that we, our Olentangy students continue to excel academically. Um, state metrics are uh, currently not available across the board for every district and and the state uh, will be publishing that data soon but um, some some additional data that we've captured is our, our graduating seniors have an average uh, ACT score of 24.3 compared to the Ohio average of 19.9 our four-year graduation rate uh, continues to be 98 percent with the Ohio average at 85.9 percent Last school year, 
our high school students earned 17, over 17,600 college credits through the College Credit Plus program or their advanced placement credits. And currently, uh, three of our high schools, because Berlin High School isn't eligible for, to be ranked, but three of our high schools are uh, nationally ranked in the top 30 in the state uh, compared to the 610 public school districts in, uh, in Ohio and uh, in the top 500 in the rankings nationally of over 22,000 public high schools. So our state report card data is just coming in, uh, but we and we capture a lot of additional data through our district continuous improvement plan. We expect that our district performance index, um, which has been in the top 10 of the state since 2009, will uh, remain in that top of the state and nation uh, category. Um, we expect that our percentage of students that score accelerated or advanced on state tests, we expect that that will consistently surpass our similar district average. 77% of our juniors and seniors in their advanced placement courses earned a grade of three or higher on at least one AP exam. That's a very significant academic achievement for our students. We haven't experienced significant learning loss for our students, and our students continue to excel academically, and we're very proud of that. I think that's a remarkable considering all that we've been through in the pandemic and um, to see not us not having a significant learning loss and still achieving is fantastic. Well, it just it's, it speaks to the, the quality of our students, the quality of our staff and the um, expectations that our parents have for their and, and the effort they put in to supporting student learning. Absolutely. So knowing that we really excel in that area, I know that we also face some operational challenges uh, as we've moved forward during this year. Can you speak a little bit to uh, some of those operational challenges that we are navigating along with the pandemic and continuing to provide our outstanding academic program? Yes, I would, um, I'd say growth continues to be our, our the challenge that uh, is always in front of us. Uh, as uh, the community is well aware of, March of 2020, we had a levy on the on the ballot that passed at a very, very strong um, percentage. And that levy funded three additional schools to meet the needs um, of our district's continued growth. So we opened Shale Meadows Elementary School uh, this fall, which was exciting to have a ground uh, a school opening. We also, last May, broke ground on middle school number six, which is located just south of Berlin High School on Pyatt Road. It is set to open for the 23-24 uh, school year, uh, and that is progressing uh, as planned. And then we are planning for elementary 17, which uh, we are in the process of determining the site, uh, and that will be based on where our enrollment projections are are falling and future population growth. So um, we plan on opening elementary 17 in 2025 uh, at this time. In addition to growth, other operational challenges include um, dealing with staffing shortages across the board, uh, especially uh, with regard to bus drivers and substitute teachers, substitute aides, uh, substitute custodians. Um, Additional transportation challenges include just the normal uh, things we deal with when we close roads that are seem that seem to be constantly under construction here in Olentangy. Um, you know we have supply chain issues, just like every every industry uh, in the world. 
Um, we're experiencing some supply chain issues with food service and custodial supplies. So um, we're, we're continually uh, battling supply chain issues. And I think probably the biggest operational challenge for um, everyone in the community is just simply pandemic fatigue. Our staff, uh, our staff, our students, our, our community at large um, is ready for the pandemic to be over and for all of us to, to return to uh, normal. Thank you for sharing those challenges that the district is facing. I think back in March of 2020, we never could have imagined that we would be here today in the fall of 2021 dealing with some of these challenges from supply chain issues to shortages in human resources, but here we are. Um, and we continue to navigate those under your leadership. Um, so in your time as superintendent, you've led the district as it continues to grow exponentially. How do you and your leadership team make decisions and what changes have been made to facilitate maximum learning for every student during that time? Well, I appreciate those kind words, Mrs. Davis. And it's uh, it, it, there are certainly challenges um, to leading the fourth largest district in the state of Ohio, but I, um, I have a great team and a great board that works together to make sure all of this happens. And, um, you know, everything in our district comes back to our strategic plan. We presented the board, uh, the current strategic plan uh, back in 2017. One of my, um, and, th and that plan focuses on our work in the area of four strategic priorities and 12 organizational goals. One of my cornerstone um, tasks when I when I came into this role uh, was to make our students and stakeholders a strategic priority. And one of our main goals in that area was to alleviate barriers to learning. We cannot facilitate maximum learning for every student unless we are doing everything possible to alleviate uh, the barriers that get in the way of that maximum learning. So uh, with that, we established our student well-being team, which works to address the non-academic barriers to student learning. These can include mental health issues, substance abuse issues, physical health, safety and security, and uh, behavior support. In order to do that, we offer three levels or tiers of support. The first tier of support is the most universal or common, commonly used interventions and prevention that happen at the classroom level or the, or the building level. The second tier of support are short and targeted interventions or small group approaches that are uh, provided by uh, specialized uh, support staff like school social workers. Third tier of support are uh, specialized and individualized supports uh, or sometimes intense interventions that are provided by staff members with um, clinical intervention support. Knowing that um, alleviating the non-academic barriers to learning has been so important to us, uh, to you and to the district, um, it, in, it encompasses even more than those tiers of support. Could you speak a little bit about um, the part of student well-being is just feeling safe in our schools every day? Yeah, certainly. So, you know, I hear a lot of districts or district leaders say the safety of staff and students is their top priority. And I always kind of correct or think of this a little bit differently because I always say as a learning organization, our mission to facilitate maximum learning for every student is our top priority. But of course, we cannot fulfill our mission if our students and staff don't feel safe in our schools. So to that end, 
we created the, the Safety, Security, and Preparedness Department two years ago, hiring a Director of Safety, Security, and Preparedness to oversee these efforts. The most important component of that department is the word preparedness, because they're constantly looking at our safety safety plans, our safety protocols, our safety trainings, and all the ways we can um, be properly prepared in the event of a uh, school safety or security event. Um, one thing uh, additionally that we addressed was that all of our schools now, uh, thanks to the passage of the 2020 levy, all of our schools now have uh, security vestibules at their main entrances to provide an even safer environment for our students and staff. Included in our state students and stakeholders strategic priority is the organizational goal to promote a culture of inclusive excellence. And again, everything comes back to our ability to meet our mission. And we cannot meet our mission without creating a sense of belonging and providing support for all students, regardless of who they are. So our equity and inclusion team has been working in this space for the past 11 years, starting with the creation of our district diversity committee in 2010. We've added to the team over the years with uh, some administrative staffing positions uh, here in central office and building diversity liaisons um, to continue to focus uh, the work on uh, our strategic goal to promote a culture of inclusive excellence. And we are excited to have a podcast later this year coming out with our Assistant Director of Equity and Inclusion, Michaela Thomas, where we'll be able to learn more about their efforts. So for our internal processes priority, can you talk a little bit about our operational excellence? Yes. Yeah, so we do. We also have a strategic goal to strive for a culture of operational excellence. And um, we're very blessed to have a board committee called the facility committee that works with our operations team to create a five-year, 10-year, and 20-year permanent improvement plan. Because even though we're building new schools, um, we also are now in the uh, process of maintaining our existing facilities. So in 2016, the district passed one mill, which generated about, at that time, generated about $4.2 million for permanent improvement projects. And then last March, we added an additional half a mil, which generates about $2.5 million for additional permanent improvement projects. All of that will enable us to uh, maintain all of our current facilities and also uh, address our growing technology needs. We also passed uh, bond issues in 2016 and 2020 to build schools, Berlin High School, two elementary schools, and uh, a middle school, but also included in those bond issues were some of the more long-term projects like replacing roofs or replacing chillers uh, or boilers or, uh, and also buying additional buses that are needed as we continue to grow. So we've got a great plan um, that our operations team and our facilities committee has developed to address the long-term needs of the district. Wow, every day is action-packed here, isn't it? <laughs> action-packed is one way to put it. <laughs> so while we have you, Mr. Rafe, what are you most looking forward to this school year? You know, I always say the best, uh, the best part of my job and the thing that I look forward to the most is simply uh, watching our students succeed. And um, because 
all of us here in the organization, the only thing we care about is the success of our students. And, um, you know, so I, I look forward to that each and every day and I get to see it in action, whether it be, you know, in, in a classroom, on a, a sporting field, in, in, in one of our theater performances or a choir concert or a band concert or an orchestra concert or just in so many ways we have opportunities for our students to flourish here. And uh, it is just what I look forward to the most. It's because what I care about the most. That's great. Um, any last sentiments you'd like to share with our listeners, our OLNTNG students, parents, and staff? You know, um, it, it's, uh, I know everybody is uh, ready for the pandemic to be over. I know everybody's ready for uh, things to be, to return to normal and just get be, get back to being able to do all the things we do in all the ways we want to do them. And, um, and I, I share that sentiment. But, uh, and I know there's a lot of uh, emotion that happens um, that, that's gone along with dealing with the pandemic. But um, we've been conducting town hall meetings here for the past month, and I have uh, had a pleasure of meeting a lot of uh, a lot of community members and, and talking about the great things going on in our district. And, and I've kind of been closing them up with just trying to bring everybody back a little bit. And, and maybe this does sound like being a cheerleader, because that's how you open this podcast. But I just try to remind, uh, remind people that we're blessed here in Olentangy. Um, that we're very, very fortunate. We live in uh, the greatest country in the world, in the greatest state in the, in the nation, and, and I, would, uh, I would argue the greatest community uh, there is. Um, it's just a great place to, to live, to raise a family, to have your child educated, um, and our staff cares deeply about their success. And, and um, I just hope everybody can focus on, on all the positive that are going on here and Olentangy, because that's going to continue to contribute to our success. Absolutely. I agree. So thank you, everyone, for listening and for your support of Olentangy Schools. We will be releasing a new Hello Olentangy podcast each month, so watch out for our next episode with our Director of Curriculum, Peggy McMurray, as she not only discusses the cornerstones of Olentangy's curriculum, but experience from her vast career in public education. So until we say hello again, goodbye, Olentangy.